All right, Jade, come on. Let's go. Come on. That's all it takes. All it takes. Hey, everybody. I'm Kai Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. And I'm Amy Scott in today for Kimberly Adams. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday. We're going to do a news fix and a make me smile. And uh, I think we can get to it. There we go. All right, you go first. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I don't have to tell you, we've reached the extraordinary <laughs> measures phase of we the have. debt ceiling situation. We've hit the ceiling, and now what? The Treasury can do some maneuvering to hold off actual defaults until maybe yeah. June. Um, I'm not going to talk about that so much, but I do want to talk about one effect that this could have on something mm -hmm. a lot of us care about, which is the housing market. Uh, because mortgage rates have been falling recently. Um, back in November, they peaked above 7%, the average for a 30-year fixed. But amid signs of inflation slowing down, those rates have been falling. Today, Freddie Mac said the average is now 6.15%, the lowest level since mm -hmm. September. Uh, oh, wait, I said it peaked in November. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, the lowest level since September. Right. But the debt ceiling standoff and the potential that the U.S. could actually default on its debt could reverse that trend. Um, so Zillow put out a statement this week from one of its economists saying mortgage rates could rise again because mortgage rates tend to closely follow 10-year Treasury bonds. And if investors are mm -hmm. nervous about defaults, they want to be paid more for those bonds. That's what happened back in 2011 when uh, the U.S. had its first ever credit downgrade in the midst of the, a standoff over the debt ceiling. Mortgage rates went up, and so some are expecting we'll start to see that happen again. Yeah, I think so. The thing that everybody says when they and I, look, I'm as guilty of this as the next guy when they talk about the debt limit is is the cataclysm that will come to global finance and the U.S. Treasury's market, right, which is the, the deepest, most liquid, biggest uh, uh, debt market on, on the planet. But it will affect each and every person in this economy, because when interest rates go up, they go up everywhere. Car loans, student loans, well, those are a special case, but also mortgage rates. Right. And it's really yeah. it's just going to be really, really bad. It's going to be really bad. And it doesn't and even have to says, actually ah, happen for the rates right, to right, start right. going up. Right. right. It's the fear right. of it happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Totally. So anyway. Yeah. No, so that's, that's what look. I got Debt for limit's you a big deal. Yeah. Debt limit's a big deal. It's going to be around until June. So as I said on Marketplace this afternoon, we will not follow every twist and turn, but um, nor will we ignore it because it will, uh, the closer it gets, have real ramifications. Uh, okay, so I've got two things, one of which is a little blip and then the other one which is more substantive. I just thought it was really interesting uh, that the guy now running FTX, which is the imploded cryptocurrency exchange uh, run by the now indicted Sam Bankman-Fried, he said today, and this is a guy who knows wherever he speaks, right? Because he took Enron through bankruptcy. He knows what it takes to, to bring a company through bankruptcy. He said, you know what? Maybe we could reboot operations and get this thing going again. I just think that's a gutsy thing to say. I just think that's a gutsy yeah. thing to say. He does wow. not yet know where all the bodies are buried. Yeah. So we'll see. We shall see. He is setting up the Wall Street Journal reports, uh, a task force to start exploring restarting FTX.com, the company's main international exchange. So we shall see. The <laughs> other thing that hit me today, which is a newsworthy and, and much more substantive item than what may or may not happen to uh, FTX, is that uh, union membership in this economy, the share of union memberships uh, in this economy by workers uh, has gone down all time low. 
of 10.1%. Now, the challenge is that you will see a lot of headlines that say 230-something thousand new workers joined organized labor, joined labor unions in 2022, which is true. But as a share of the overall economy, it reduced as a percentage because more non-union jobs were added. So the struggle for organized labor is number one, real, and number two, continues despite all the progress you're seeing in places like Amazon and Starbucks, which to be clear, and Megan McCarty Carino has reported on this a lot for Marketplace, the thing with those, especially those Starbucks shops, is like it's eight, 10, 12 people as opposed to 5,000 yeah. people at a, at a car factory you know, back in the glory days of organized labor in this economy. So that's sort of what's going on. And I thought that was kind of worth a nod as uh, organized labor, frankly, gets a lot of press and and it's still having some challenges, you know? Right. I mean, anyway. the, the perception has been that organized labor is having a moment. There's been yeah. more activity. Yeah. Uh, uh, but interestingly, the, the percentage right. is what, what really matters. That's right. and, and a very I think, interesting context. Sorry. Yeah, we, we should be clear the the moment is real, right? Because people are seeing the success in these smaller shops and they are getting more interested and there is more interest in organized labor. The challenge, of course, is that they are doing it as one offs and not as big shops. And, and that explains yeah. the numbers. And I just, you know, hmm. that's something we got to notice. Uh, all right, Jake, let us proceed, shall we? All right, I'll do mine super quick because I think yours is probably better than mine. It's a political cartoon <laughs> from um, uh, The New Yorker that I saw on Instagram today, which gave me a laugh. We've been talking about the debt limit, and every media outlet on the planet has been talking about the debt limit. Hang on a minute. I got to let the dogs out because she's seeing like a squirrel or something. Bots, go. Go. <laughs> go, go, go. Well, the problem is I have to keep the door closed because it's. All right, fine. It's 54 degrees in Los Angeles today, and we're all really, really cold, so I have to keep the door closed. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Um, right. Cartoon in the New Yorker. You took the making words out fun of my mouth. Of the media. I know, I know. Making fun of the media for its obsession with the debt limit, even though nothing really is happening <laughs> other than Janet Yellen sent a letter. This, political, this cartoon in the New Yorker has the debt ceiling. It's a guy sitting in a room. Debt ceiling, debt wall, debt bookcase, <laughs> debt TV, debt cabinet, debt floor, debt lamp. It's pretty funny. We'll put it on the show page. Gave me a little chuckle. Yes, I'm a geek, but whatever. I'm a, I'm no, a dork. No, it's great. That's fine. I'll admit that. Happily. Happily. What do you have? We kind of get paid to be dorks. I mean, this is our business. <laughs> we we kind of do. We, do. <laughs> we kind of do. That's true. Uh, and we're still here. All right. Well, mine is similarly light. Um I don't know if you're on if you use Nextdoor at all of the the app. I do not. Oh my God, no, I don't. Uh, really? I okay. Well, right, so well, I signed up once. It was moderately interesting, and somehow, like every three days, I get this dump from the Nextdoor file that says you've got twenty messages unread. And I'm like, delete. Like, spam, how do you delete, know if spam. there's a suspicious person in your neighborhood? If you're uh, not, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you exactly. Yeah, how. It, so my it's... wife is on the neighborhood Facebook group, and she fills me in, and I'm like, thanks, sweetie. Oh, thank there you, you go. Much. Well, I'm sure the conversation yeah. is similar. It, it brings out the absolute worst in people. And also occasionally the best. It's often fascinating reading. You really learn a lot about your neighbors and their habits and pet peeves. And oh, yeah. Man. So Jimmy Kimmel, I don't watch the show, but uh, this uh, found its way to me on Twitter. He has this thing on his show that he does, I guess, a couple of times so far called Next Door Theater, where celebrities oh, act out real exchanges on <laughs> Next Door um, oh, and like really high profile celebrities. So... 
The other day they did one with Natalie Portman playing a woman who asks for advice after a lizard dropped in through the mail slot. She tried to pick it up with a pooper scooper and then it disappeared somewhere Ew. in the house. And so she po- oh this God. is a real post and she 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 says any ideas? <laughs> and then a parade oh of increasingly bizarre responses roll in. Uh, here's a clip from the show. Okay. Don't kill it. They're beneficial. They eat insects. <laughs> I have no plans to kill it. So, <laughs> oh my God. You often find a lot of pet lovers, like people who really, you know, or animal lovers, you don't want you to kill the lizard. Um, this uh, featured Steve Yoon, Tom Hiddleston, Elizabeth Banks, Dana Carvey, Danny oh, DeVito. Yeah. And so now, of course, I'm going to imagine celebrities performing the roles of my neighbors the next time I see them. Uh, absolutely. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. That's totally right. Oh, my Lord. All right, we're going out on lizards and pooper scoopers. Tomorrow, Economics on Tap. I am off. Amy's here with Matt Levin. Uh, The YouTube live stream is back, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. Uh, There's going to be some drinks, I think, although I'm not going to be there. Uh, News and a little round of half full, half empty as well. Well, I better tidy up the closet. The cameras are back. (laughs) And as always, we enjoy hearing from you. Send us your thoughts, questions, or suggestions. We are at 508 you be smart. That's letter U, letter B, smart. And make me smart at marketplace.org. Sorry. Here we go. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Jake Cherry. Our intern is Antonio Barreras. Ellen Rolfes writes our newsletter. Marissa Cabrera is our acting senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. Bang zoom. There you go. Put it in the can. Put it in the can. Enjoy your day off.